What's up, Los Angeles? Welcome to the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network, live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, coming at you for our preview show as the Rams take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in what should be a great bout of a 3-2 and and a 3-3 and team. Joined, as always, my man, Ryan Skinny T. Anderson, to break down this game with me. My man, what's going on? How we doing? Uh, doing great, man. Uh, you know, it's heating up in L.A., uh, but it feels like football season. It feels like fall for some reason. The uh, sun's going down earlier, so, I, you know, it, you get the best of both worlds down here, I guess. Uh, I'm sick of the heat. I know I know you enjoy the heat. I'm yeah, sick of it. I, do. I was in a... Uh, I was in Chicago slash South Bend for the USC Notre Dame game. And it was, it was a, you know, a balmy 45 degrees rainy. And I was like, okay, this, this is football weather. And I come back to LA and it was 92 the day I came back. I'm like, what are we doing here? It's middle of October and we're in the nineties still, but Hey, next week though, it's supposed to be in the seventies again. So we do get down to nice LA fall weather, which I cannot wait for. Um, But honored and my pleasure is always to sit with you and talk Rams football quickly want to tell the great people of LA and everywhere of just the great Rams fans, the great Ramley of our newest partner underdog fantasy. I'm sure you guys have heard it. They got ads everywhere, but they are great. Uh, super pumped about this partnership. Go ahead and go to underdogfantasy.com or to the app store or Google play and download the underdog fantasy app. Use our promo code Rams LAFB. When you make your first deposit, they're going to match that deposit up to $100. We got to use that promo code RamsLAFB. If you've never gone to Underdog, obviously they got all fantasy games. You can do DFS, you can do best ball. The funnest that I, or funnest, it's not even a word. Here we are. The most fun, though, that I have on there is their pick 'em games where you choose between two and six players of any sport. You can combine a football, an NFL player, say you want Matthew Stafford. Say you want an MLB player in the playoffs. Say you want an NHL player, NBA. Their projection that Underdog has made, that's what you're going up against when you place money down and you can win you know, a lot of money off of that. So underdogfantasy.com, Underdog Fantasy in the App Store or Google Play, promo code RAMSLAFB, all one word, going to match your deposit up to $100. Tell them the guys at the LA Football Network sent you. Skinny T, big one this week. Steelers, always a fun game. The Steelers are that, we were talking about before we recorded, they're that weird team that the last few years, basically since you know Ben Roethlisberger, even towards the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career, never felt like good, but they're never bad. Like They're always a team that can beat you. They can lose any team as they've proven this year. They got absolutely slobber knocked by the Houston Texans, but then they go and beat... Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. So I mean, they're just a, an interesting team. They're well coached. Mike Tomlin, one of the most underrated coaches in football. Uh, but they come here to LA, face off against the Rams. Should be a good one. Your overall thoughts or just your overarching brain waves heading into this big clash for our Rams? It's an interesting one. Um, this is another team that we don't really know what they are. Um, you know, they've obviously got Tomlin as a good coach. We finished off our last podcast covering uh, Cardinals talking about Raheem Morris and the connection with Tomlin and, uh, you know, there's kind of the similarities and, 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 uh, you know, Tomlin knows how to coach up his players, get the most out of, um, you know, maybe lesser known guys, maybe older guys like Patrick Peterson, um, 
And that's what we're seeing head, head, heading into this game. And, you know, this, the, the, the Steelers' offense is confusing. Um, they're not scoring a lot of points, but they're beating good teams. They're losing to bad teams. Um, they're not scoring many points, and then they're putting up uh, 26 on the Browns, which is one of the best defenses in the league. Um, so this is this is kind of a, a, a tough old chestnut to kind of dig your teeth into to kind of figure <laughs> out how the uh, uh, how the Rams are going to you know match up against them. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love that tough old chestnut. I, I feel like I never hear the I never even hear the word chestnut unless it's Christmas time. Which hey, we're <laughs> almost there. I mean, Christmas in the Dyrid House starts November first. When does it start in the Anderson House? Oh, uh, is it later than that? No, right after Thanksgiving, it's a tradition. We go get uh, go down to Home Depot, grab a Christmas tree, decorate the tree uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So okay, that's, so you wait till that's, Thanksgiving. That's that's the uh, official kickoff. But like you, I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. So. Uh, you know, I'll listen to Christmas music any day of the year. <laughs> oh, any day, any day. But yeah, in the Dyrid House after Halloween, the day after Halloween, November first, Christmas season. Like you better believe it. Like we, we unfortunately we're getting off topic here, but always had a live tree since I moved to moved to California. Um, and then obviously when when me and Monica got married, we always did the same thing. We either went to a uh, Christmas tree lot or at the later years went to Home Depot just because it was a lot cheaper and those Christmas lots were like triple the price. So we went to Home Depot the last few times. Last Was it last year or two years ago we finally broke down and got a fake tree. It pained me so much but after finding lizards and spiders in our house because of the tree <laughs> uh, we ended up going fake and Perfect. but I found these you can buy them every year these pine cones we're getting way off topic I love it Christmas it just gets my mind going these pine cones that are like that Christmas tree smell so you just oh, place yeah. these pine cones in the fake tree so you still get that that real Christmas tree smell you get the nice no mess from the fake tree uh and then so you set up so anyway I said because we set up our tree November 1st so it's it's yeah. go time so we're we're getting up I mean we're what we're like 10 days away baby we're really close to Christmas season, but yeah, man. anyway, a tough chestnut to crack is this Steelers team. Got to mention also they're coming off a bye week. So extra time to prepare for this Rams team. And we'll go through some key matchups skinny. We'll look at some key players that we got to look out for, but I, let's start with this Steelers offense, because if there's any coordinator in football, that is probably more. How do I phrase this? About to get should have gotten fired. Yeah, there's more questions about how he's still employed. It's got to be Matt Canada uh, yeah. in Pittsburgh, and since he's been there, it's been a pretty uh, pretty stale offense, to put it nicely. And they, you know, they used to be a running team. They really can't run the football well. Uh, obviously, Kenny Pickett going into year two now still hasn't made that leap, whether that's on Kenny Pickett, whether it's, whether that's on the scheme and the play calling, you know, jury's out on that. Everyone can have their own debate. We're not going to get into that because this is a Ram show, but is there anything in this offense? I say, I guess I'll ask you to kind of make it more broad that worries you for this Raheem Morris led defense. No, <laughs> not really, not really at all. You know, I thought we yeah. would be talking a lot more about uh, the Rams struggling against running games and that's it just hasn't been the case this year. So I'm not, we're not, we don't have to bring it up. I, Najee Harris is, you know, doing okay. I think he's somewhere around four yards of carry. Not bad. Um, mm. You know, the, the bye week was important though. They're getting uh, Deontay Johnson back. Uh, 
Pat Fryermuth, their tight end, uh, tight end wide receiver. Uh, they've been missing the last couple of weeks. There's that's really the the thing that I'm I'm looking for is um, you know uh, George Pickens, fantastic deep ball kind of guy though. Uh, Kenny Pickett is not your uh, rocket arm uh, deep ball thrower. Uh, he needs those underneath. Burger King hands, the BK hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Hands. Don't make fun. Don't make fun. Nine nine inch hands are fine. I mean, coming from it, yeah, you're talking to another guy with small hands, so I don't know. Yeah. But no, we don't go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, he needs those underneath options. You know, short and intermediate routes, and that's that's Deontay Johnson, who can be you know a yak monster. He can really take it to the house, even on a on a short path. And Firemuth is just a sure hand. Uh, you know, tight end that can pick up first downs, uh, pick up a few yards and keep the chains moving. And, um, you know, so I think, I think that's something to keep in mind, but, you know, we've seen the, the Rams offense contain all sorts of offenses um, from the 49ers where they were able to, you know, they didn't um, shut them down, but, you know, they weren't getting run all over. They were meet, matching them with uh, the physicality that they need to. Um, and the offensive line is allowing a lot of pressure. Kenny Pickett is one of the highest pressured uh, quarterbacks in the league this year. Uh, you know, only 16 sacks. So he's kind of in the middle of the pack in, in terms of quarterbacks of, for that. But um, yeah, I'm, there's nothing about this offense that I'm going like, that's the guy that I'm worried about that, you know, because this quarterback has got to get the ball to him. I mean, George Pickens is would be a fantastic receiver on the on the Rams. You know, because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know Stafford Stafford can definitely get him the ball. You know, send him send him up to Buffalo. That would be interesting to see. But with the Pickett Pickens uh, connection, uh, just isn't that dynamic. So, all right, what are you kind of in line with that, or is there am I missing something? No, hundred percent. Uh, you know, you mentioned Najee Harris and the running game and, you know, he obviously Baltimore, a stout, stout defense, uh, the Steelers were able to beat Baltimore in their last game played, but it wasn't because of the offense or the run game. They only put up 17 points. Najee Harris, 14 for 37 with 2.6 yards per carry. Um, Jalen Warren was actually the leading rusher with nine for 40 in that game. Um, so yeah, it's not one of those things that I'm necessarily worried about the run game, which you typically a Pittsburgh team, that is like their bread and butter is you run the football and it opens things up for the play action. And that's what they do. You run, you smash mouth play action. When you think of Ben Roethlisberger, you think of play action, you think of being able to escape the pocket and, and, you know, extend plays with his legs. And they just haven't been able to do that since men Canada and especially this year. And, um, and so, yeah, I agree with you there that, and the Rams defense has been really stout against the run overall. I mean, they, they were great against, I know their Cardinals were missing James Conner last week, but you know, you still, it's the next man up. You got to do what you got to do. And the Rams were stout against the run defense or against the run last week. So um, I completely agree with you. And in years past, the only thing that would have not even worried me coming into this game, but I would have said like, okay, this is something to watch for would be missed tackles. I think Pittsburgh, even if they're not flashy, I mean, they're definitely not flashy, but even if they're not running to the same clip, they usually do. They are still a very physical football team and a physical offense. So it's something about just the city of Pittsburgh. You're always going to have a physical football team. And so in years past, we've seen this Rams team struggle with missed tackles. Well, I think they've cleared that, this up a lot this season. You know, last week, only eight missed tackles total against the Cardinals. 
Um, and so I think they've done a lot better in that regard. And so I don't think we should see those, as you mentioned, those underneath routes, those short passing plays that there's the potential for going longer when you break tackles. And so I think as long as the Rams continue with their game tackling, their point of attack, you know, that all the guys knows the football, I think they'll be okay because outside of George Pickens, like you said, there's really not a huge threat of Deontay Johnson. Getting him back is huge. Definitely a talented guy. Uh, but as you alluded to, like the, what we've seen from Kenny Pickett, there's really nothing that I'm, I'm like worried about. Like it, it, it sounds I don't want to sound disrespectful because this is this Rams team is still a 500 football team and the Steelers are a three and two football team that have one of the greatest coaches we've seen in the NFL and Mike Tomlin. But this offense is just not something that I'm worried about. And you look at what the Cardinals were able to do, which wasn't much to the tune of nine points. And you look at the Steelers offense that really hasn't done much through the course of, you know, the five games they've played. I think they're, uh, let me see here, their highest point total is 23, I believe. 26 is their highest point total. And they also have games of 7, 6, and uh, 17. So definitely not averaging a lot of points. And so, yeah, I just think this defense matches up really well. And I think this young group is going to play yet again good. Now, one thing we do got to mention that we didn't mention last week, or we didn't let, mention on the recap, so I should say, starting corner, Darian Kendrick, arrested after the win against the Cardinals, two misdemeanor gun charges. Now we're not going to get into the charges or anything like that. Cause that's above our pay grade. And I never like to speculate on, on anything legal, but I would assume probably won't play this game. Now the Rams, you know, never know. I mean, the Rams are still kind of just, you know, fig- waiting until the legal course is taken. Uh, but in your opinion, skinny, if he does not go, how big of a blow is that when you consider the talent of George Pickens getting Deontay Jackson or Deontay Johnson back? Is that a big deal or is everything we just said about how this is not an explosive offense? The Rams have been great against the run. They should be able to withstand the storm, you know, next man up mentality. Just your thoughts on if Kendrick is unavailable. You know, Kendrick has been kind of a boom and bust uh, sort of quarterback cornerback. I, I feel like for this uh, defense. So, um, you know, I think that he would go toe to toe with George Pickens on the outside for a lot of the game. Um, you know, I think that the next guy that's up is, uh, you know, Kella Witherspoon is going to be on one side. And then we're looking at what Duke, Duke Shelley on the other side. Yeah, Duke um, Shelley or probably Trey Tomlinson, I'm guessing. Trey Tomlinson, you know, that, that would be interesting. Uh, you know, uh, um, those guys are in, kind of unproven so far. You know, we've seen, we haven't seen much of Tomlinson really at all yeah. I, mean, I haven't looked at his snap counts in a while but i don't remember seeing him on the field at all and he was kind of a kind of a hot name coming out of camp uh you know uh, as a as a physical guy small guy uh but that you know that could if if pickett is able to kind of set up plays and 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 kind of set up his offense in the right way that's definitely something that uh is something to watch uh, um you know that's got to be a key matchup right there is you know if they're putting trey tomlinson up against uh, George Pickens, he's going to be committing some penalties uh, trying to contain yeah. that guy. Uh, it's just a this is a size mis- mismatch, which you're going to have when you draft a guy that's five nine. Yeah. Um, so, and, and just to jump in, uh, twelve total snaps this season, eight of those coming last week against the Cardinals. So, um, you know, it is good, I guess, that his highest snap total came last week. So maybe he can build off that if he's going to see more playing time this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I think I think there is a drop off of talent. I mean, you know, every, everybody's going to tell you that the the next person is is, is got to be ready to go, but that's that's just not how it works. And I think Darren Kendrick is one of the heart and souls of of the defense, just with the kind of fire that he plays with. Uh, he plays with a high degree of confidence, um, and you know, as a as a cornerback, you have to have a short memory. They say that about quarterbacks, but also cornerbacks because you have mm-hmm. to have that high level of confidence. And um, that's just something that he brings. And although he has been inconsistent, he's also made plays and he's, uh, and he's been uh, good at times. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the, uh, with, you know, Duke, Duke Shelley or, or a combination of him and, and uh, Trey, uh, Trey Tomlinson, uh, we'll see what they bring. Um, but there's a reason that he's been out there and he's been a starter this whole time. Uh, they just recognize that he's a, a, he's a degree of talent better than those guys. Um, and yep. we'll, and we'll see just how good those guys uh, that are backing up are actually are, especially if they're if they're going up straight up against with George Pickens, who's just sort of a mismatch, just kind of a athletic freak. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good key matchup to watch. Yeah, hundred percent, and uh, something we'll definitely keep everyone posted on as we get closer to Matt, uh, closer to the game to see if he is a go or if it will be you know someone else stepping in. Uh, in his stead while that legal situation is taken care of. So let's look at the offense quick, Stanny. We're, we're getting up against the clock here soon, but uh, this is definitely the strength of this Steelers team is the defense. And yeah. obviously you look at TJ Watt and his greatness in the pass rush, but just their defensive line as a whole, Casey Hayward, among others, they got good linebacking core. They're, they're good in coverage, good in secondary. Um, they've had some lapses. I mean, obviously they got blown out by San Francisco. They got blown out by Houston. Um, so this is, it's not like a defense that can't be beat. Uh, just kind of your overall thoughts on this defense and how the Rams can attack them. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the running game. You know, the running, the entire running back room is completely rebuilt now. You know, we mentioned in the previous show, Miles Gaskin is going to be there. Zach, uh, uh, rookie Zach Evans is going to be uh, getting snaps, definitely. They call up Royce Freeman. Daryl Henderson's back with the organization. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they roll that out. And, you know, the the fireworks that we saw last week, you know, that saved the game last uh, against Arizona. And that's kind of off the table at this point in in my mind uh, going up uh, against this very, very physical front seven uh, TJ Watt, um, Alex Highsmith, just, just a really uh, tough group to get through on the ground. So this is going to have to be a game that's, you know, Puka Nakua Cooper cup kind of game. I think Puka Nakua is actually going to be the receiver that should be targeted the most uh, kind of attacking some of those uh, short intermediate routes. Um, and just kind of chunking down the field that way, setting things up for Tutu Atwell and Cooper Cup once once they're kind of establishing themselves in that way. Because I think the secondary, the 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 Pittsburgh secondary is has been a good backstop, but they they haven't done anything phenomenal. They're actually um, allowing uh, one of the um, uh, deepest or, or I guess longest uh, average depth of target. Um, so. That means that receivers are are getting open further down the field, and they're allowing that to happen. They're not allowing a lot of uh, yards after the catch. Uh, they're going to play physical in, in that secondary as as well as they do up front. Um, but it is a soft spot for them. So I think it's a Puka Nakua kind of game um, 
against this offense or yeah, against uh, the, the um, defense. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, I obviously I'll still stick to my guns that the Rams need to run this ball 25 plus times. Uh, but the game plan is going to be a little different in this one where you, you can't just run the ball and, you know, be physical and expect that's going to be enough. Like I've kind of said, which I think it does work a lot of the time, but the fact they have a, a pretty much brand new backfield who's going to be running this ball. I actually love the miles Gaskin signing. I think miles Gaskin, you know, phenomenal at his career in Washington and did some good stuff down in Miami. Obviously he was on the Minnesota Vikings practice squad squad where they signed him from, but I think he fits a little better. I know Daryl Henderson is the name everyone knows, but to me, not to get down a rabbit hole, but to me, Daryl Henderson's more of a, a zone runner. And now this offense runs more of this gap scheme. And so you want physical guys like Zach Evans, who they drafted. My Miles Gaskin, I'm not saying he's a huge, you know, blundering back, but he does have some physicality to him that he can run with. Um, and then Royce Freeman obviously is another big body coming from, you know, played at Oregon and played at Denver and, and elsewhere. Um, so I still think you need to run the ball 25 times. But what that does is I, I don't necessarily think that running game is going to be, you know, you're not going to see the 7.9 yards per clip like we saw Karen Williams get last week. Um, it's going to be a lot less than that. But it, all that does is keep the defense honest because I 100% agree with you. Having a passing game and a passing um, principle and, and scheme that gets Puka Nakua really involved over the middle and then also opens things up potentially for Cooper Cup. But these are going to have to be quick stuff because TJ Watt in this rushing attack is going to get after you. And so if you start getting away from the run and getting past happy, all you're doing is a recipe for disaster. Let that pass rush just sink their teeth in on Matthew Stafford. So you got to stick to the run still to make, keep the defense honest and then short, quick intermediate passes to keep Stafford upright and keep him from getting hit is I think the recipe. And I think they'll be okay. Cause like you said, the secondary has been good, but not great. I think they can move the ball fine. It's just that you need to not get outside of yourself and think, overthink it in a way that you just want to, you know, all these dynamic, exhilarating plays and open things up. Like just keep it simple, run the ball 25 times, do some intermediate stuff with Puka and Coop, and I think you'll be good to go. Yeah. And I, I think an interesting challenge for the the running backs, just because everybody's brand new, it seems like now. You know, Royce Freeman and Zach Evans have some experience, and Henderson has experience with a former version of this Rams team. But with the amount of motions and, and things that happen in the backfield, th- these running backs um, have to have their I's dotted and their, their T's crossed coming into this game because, you know, we saw with a, with the false start last week with even Kyron Williams, who's been the lead back for a couple weeks now, you know, there's a lot to remember, and, you know, there's a lot of steps going on back there. Um, so I, I'm curious to see if, if the motions, the, the high rate of, of motions that, uh, McVay has been running, um, continues on into this game, or if he kind of tries to dumb it down a little bit in the backfield, uh, for some of these guys so that they can just hand it off and, 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 you know, run some of those plays, um, which that's a great, I want to, sorry, I just want to jump in there. Cause that's such a, I think that's a phenomenal point you just made there and it reminds me back to that the baker mayfield game against the raiders last year right when he comes off the plane after less than 48 hours starts and and mcveigh obviously has to you know call a pretty dumbed down offense in order for you i mean he didn't know the playbook from adam and so you gotta you really dumb things down and so it's going to be so interesting to see a how mcveigh calls things but then also how matthew stafford relays that messaging because 
as smart as these guys are, I'm not, I'm not at all questioning their intelligence, but I mean, this is a very complex playbook. And so you can't expect all these new backs and even, even a Zach Evans and a Royce Rune have been here, but they've never really been in that starting role to know all these checks and check with me and different hot routes and all these different play calls. And so how much is McVay going to call the play to Stafford? And then Stafford's going to have to be like, Hey, you line up here and block over here. You line up here, check with me. I'm coming. I'm checking down to here. You line up over here and I, you know, just look for the backer. What like Mc, Matthew Stafford is going to be the Sean McVay on the field because when Baker Mayfield was in that situation, yeah, the offense had to be dumbed down, but he still had, you know, the headset. McVay was able to still talk to him until 15 seconds when it was cut off. Can't do it with running backs. So it's going to be up no. to McVay telling Stafford to Stafford now telling these new backs. So a classic game of telephone and what gets relayed correctly and what doesn't get relayed. And so, yeah, the simplicity of it is going to be so important. So it's such a great point because I'm curious to see how they are able to adapt to that and do it correctly. Well, and, and, and furthermore, it's like they got these two edge rushers coming at you, TJ Watt and Alex yeah. Highsmith. Like, they got to be the, the chip help is essential in this game. And so th- these running backs have a lot, they have a lot on their plate. Um, and so does the offensive line, obviously um, it's going to fall on them primarily because these backs are just kind of going to be trying to play catch up all game. And that, that's, that's the biggest thing that worries me is that um, the pass rush is, is really going to shut down. Uh, the only offense that you're really going to get, I think in this game is, you know, Puka Nakua, you know, hopefully something, you know, that Tutu can take for some yak, you know, Cooper Cup can take for some yak. Um, but that's something, you know, this is the the Steelers are a blitzing team and mm-hmm. the Rams have struggled uh, when teams start coming after them with, you know, five players, six players. And, and they're not afraid to do that. Um, and the Rams will just have to make them pay a few times to kind of get them to uh, back off that a little bit. Yeah. And you know, we have, we haven't harped on it a ton, but I, I think this Kyron Williams loss is a massive loss for this offense. I think he's not only proven that he's a full three down back, but just as we just alluded to the ability of knowing the offense, knowing the check with me's knowing the different play calls and whatnot and different uh, pass pro that he needs to do to protect Matthew Stafford, I think is a huge, huge Loss, so it doesn't. It's not to the level where I think the Rams are going to lose this game necessarily. Um, but if they are to lose this game, it's going to be because of these new backs, in my opinion, because they're just not going to be able to contain the edge rush pressure from the Steelers, and Stafford's not going to have that checkdown outlet, and the rush game is just not going to be what we've seen in these wins. Again, three and zero when they run the ball twenty-seven plus times, and they get success, and usually that's from one. Kyron Williams. So huge thing to look for in this game. And, you know, it's going to be really, really fascinating to see how coach McVay utilizes these new backs and is able to get them involved without overcomplicating things and how Matthew Stafford is able to be the coach on the field and use that relatability that was lacking in the preseason (laughs) with these new players. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and then just flipping back to the defense really quickly, we kind of touched on it last week heading into last week's game is like, let's see some more turnovers um, from the defense. That's going to keep them in this game. Uh, It's going to make it easier for this offense to score. So, um, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, with 
even with Kyron Williams in the game, it's it's not going to look like it was that running game wasn't going to look like it was against the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, so this is going to have to be a team effort once again. I don't think this is going to be a, a runaway. I don't think at any time either team is really going to kind of uh, feel like they're in control for more than a, a few possessions at a time. I think this is definitely going to be a back and forth uh, battle to the end. I think this is going to kind of resemble, you know, um, Cincinnati, uh, Indianapolis in, in the way that it's a slog, um, yeah. for, for both sides. Um, and you know, we just got to see a couple of explosive plays, uh, on offense and then a couple of kind of big difference making, uh, plays from the defense, whether that's, you know, timely sacks or turnovers, forced turnovers, uh, from the defense, uh, and th- that's what this game is going to come down to is just kind of some of those fluky plays. It's going to be in LA, so you're not going to have a lot of, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that South Bend kind of weather that you were talking about early, earlier. This is just going to no, be, be nice. a, a beautiful day, <laughs> a nice. beautiful day to play some football. <laughs> nice, beautiful day with a nice breeze coming yeah. off the LA ocean tarmac and yeah, the yeah. ocean breeze. So, with that, score predictions. Let's get to it. So we both picked the Rams to win last week as they did. What is your score prediction? Rams Steelers this week. Do the Rams move to four and three? Do they fall to three and four? I'm still picking the Rams to win just because I do think this offense has, has the, uh, the edge. I don't think it's going to be high scoring affair. I'm not going to pick the, uh, the Rams to score more than 30, uh, for a couple of weeks until I, you know, I can see the, you know, some proof that they can do it. Um, so I'm going to say that the Rams are, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go teens still. This is going to be uh, 19 to 16 Rams sneak it out. Ooh, They're- wasn't wasn't that the lot losing score against the Bengals, 1916? That sounds right. Yeah. And and they head into this game as, as three point favorite, home favorites. So it's kind of they get they get three points just for being home, right? Typically. Two and a half, three. Yeah. Typically, so, yeah. That's kind of a so, pickup. It should be yeah. a close game. I'm sure I'm sure we'll see a lot of terrible towels at SoFi, unfortunately, but hey, that's uh that's okay. They can they can boost our economy. You know, we we like to welcome we're we're past the point of like arguing this whole stadium takeover thing. Like, hey, just come come help our economy. Like we'll yeah. take your money. That's fine. We'll, we'll embrace it. Um, we'll hang out. And Hey, there's a ton of Steelers fans live in LA. I don't know how many Steelers fans are in Helen park by you, but there's a lot in Pasadena by me. So I know, I know a lot of Steelers fans. Um, I agree with you hundred percent. My prediction, uh, I was thinking it's going to be a defensive kind of slug fest, this offense until we see all facets put together. They're not quite dynamic yet. And obviously the loss of Kyron Williams, as I mentioned, I think is a huge, huge loss. Um, I like the 1916. I don't want to steal that from you. So I'll go, I'll go 17, 13 Rams. Ooh. win. they cover with a four point victory, um, 17, 13, wouldn't be shocked. They get a late field goal. They push it to 20, but we'll go 17, 13. So we both have the Rams going with the win this week. Anything else to add skinny T before we wrap up? No, I think, I think we covered it. Um, we're going to be out there for the tailgate to- takeover. If you see us out there, um, Say what's up. Uh, we'll put you on our little uh, our little show that we do out, our little YouTube show out there. We'll make you internet famous. Um, Boom. And, we'll, uh, and you, if you win the game, you get a drink on LAFB. So uh, definitely hit us up for that. Look at that. How many drinks did you guys give out last week for the Eagles game? Quite a few. I know you brought a lot of those airplane bottles. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, there was around 20, 20 drinks. Ago. We we happened upon a group of Eagles fans um, that were or, already overserved, <laughs> and we we didn't help them out with that. Um, but they were a riot. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. That latest and that latest tailgate takeover show will be dropping this week uh, on LAFB network.com and the LAFB network YouTube channel. So check that out. So that's all the time we got here on the Rams skinny. Both of us got the Rams moving to four and three should be a great test. Great battle as they welcome the Steelers to SoFi Four. Ryan Skinny D. Anderson. I'm Ryan Dyrwood. Thank you all. Make sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rams LAFB. Uh, follow us on all of our socials at LAFB Network. And obviously go to LAFBnetwork.com for all of our Rams coverage. Everyone, be well, be safe, be blessed. Enjoy the weekend. Go Rams. Go Rams.